Hello, and welcome to another episode of RAN. We booked it. Today, we have the long-awaited episode 69, where we talk about sex in books. It's an episode Rose has long awaited. Uh, (laughs) Hailing back from the time, like, literally before we even started posting, or I think even recording, this was just, like, a meeting to get ideas, and Rose, of course, turns to me (laughs) (laughs) and goes, what if we did this? And I've been looking forward to it ever since, so. (laughs) And here we are, finally. But, as always, check out the Instagram. You should do that. We got fun stuff on there, instead of just like, oh, here's episodes, here's other stuff, book reviews, episodes, you know, pictures. Don't forget the pictures. But yeah. But, with that out of the way, Rose, would you do us the honor of starting us off? I would love to. Um, So I'm just going to list some of the books that came to mind um, that have sex in them. (laughs) I don't really know. Just some that came to mind. Yeah, just some that came to mind. Um, This first list is all young adult. Um, We have Allegiant, which is the third book of Divergent, or, you know, the last book. Um, And there's Implied Sex, The Fault in Our Stars, um where it's described, but it's not graphic. It's written in a way that shows how awkward sex can be, especially for teenagers. And we have Eleanor and Park, All the Bright Places, and Everything Everything, which all have the fade to black. (laughs) Um, And I also wanted to throw out a few adult books. All of these have described and depicted sex scenes which can vary from very graphic (laughs) to more mild and this includes the Spanish love deception, the love hypothesis, it happened one summer, the unhoneymooners, and uh, good omens which is more implied than it is described. So these are some of the ones that came to mind for me as examples. I don't have mine split between young adult and adult. Start with The Dragons of Nova by Lise Kova, which is pretty much described, um, but only like the end part. Like it cuts uh, to like a different uh, POV and then it comes back and it's like the room has been ravaged. And it's like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, These Hollow Vows by Lexi Ryan is mostly fade to black, but, like, there is a bit more, like, intimacy before it does fade to black. Um, The Queen's Assassin and, uh, like, The Queen's Secret, both by Melissa de la Cruz, both have, like, fade to black. Yeah. Um, Then there's The Shadow Wand by Laurie Forrest. That is described... I was blindsided. Ooh. Absolutely blindsided. Um, but yeah. Then there is Queen of Nothing by Holly Black, which is fade to black. Uh, the Dark Artifices by Cassandra Clare, which is mostly 
Fade to Black, um, Given to the Earth by Mindy McGinnis. That's pretty Fade to, that's fade to Black. Uh, In the Time of Dragon Moon by Janet Lee Carey is Fade to Black. And then The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood is mm-hmm. described. Um, and that's another one that I was blindsided by. But in young, I'm glad that young adult mostly has like more fade to black or like implied or like not very graphic, because most of the time, the main characters are children. So yeah, don't don't write about that too much. <laughs> yeah, and like on one hand, I do think it's important to acknowledge because teenagers they they do have sex yes um but i i agree with you like it doesn't need to be graphic (laughs) no it can just be implied and we can go on from there because i'm really i'm really more interested in how you're gonna save the world (laughs) so next is a fun question that i was like we should just add this Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kind of regret this now (laughs) the question was have we ever written sex scenes (laughs) and the answer was yes yes but I've only ever done implied Mm -hmm. because I for one story I was like there's a reason the characters need to do this but when I went to write it I was like I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) Yeah. So I just implied it and moved on with my life. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> and for what me... About, and you said yes as well. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Okay. So I have written sex scenes. The most explicit or graphic I would ever get is, like, the passionate kissing leading up to it. You know, like, I guess the stuff that leads up to it. <laughs> but I would never really write about the act of it. That's a lot more, I don't know. I think it's interesting because I'm like, oh, I know you're thinking in the contemporary context. And Mm -hmm. then I think of the one story I've ever implied sex in and I'm like, (laughs) the line I wrote was something along the lines of like, if I have to sleep with him tonight, then so be it. Because (laughs) she's like betraying him, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. How do we feel about sex in books? How do I feel about sex in books? Well... When I was younger, I remember wanting to know that my beloved characters were in love to the point of committing and, you know, going all the way. But when there was any sort of explicit writing, even if it was just tongue kissing, I remember feeling very uncomfortable with that. (laughs) And I think that has a lot to do with growing up in a Christian household and being told very specific things about sex and sexual interactions and how that should be viewed. And, you know, I still agree with the foundational principles of that. And I recognize how that shapes my perspective. But at this point in my life, I would say that I don't mind reading the more explicit stuff in fact like i really find it funny (laughs) and amusing because i can't take the description seriously (laughs) 
is it tries too hard to sound sexy makes me laugh. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's immaturity on my part or just the fact that I listen to Or mo- is that maturity? Yeah. Like, I, I, which is it? Um, and it also doesn't help that I listen... I still listen mostly to audiobooks. And so when I hear... Oh, someone reads those to you! Yeah, someone's reading. That must be hilarious. <laughs> and it's it just... <laughs> no wonder you laugh at it. That would be yeah. hilarious. Because nine times out of ten, it's a female, like, reading this to me, and they're putting on their husky voice. And oh I will listen also on 1.5 speed, which is faster than normal. Oh, no. So all these factors combined, <laughs> it makes Girl. for a very, I know, it makes for a very funny situation. Oh Man. <laughs> Yeah, but Man. I, yeah, I don't see... I wish sex scenes were that funny to me. <laughs> I only have to read them in my voice and my head. <laughs> but I guess my point is, like, I don't seek out sex in books. I just don't mind it when it's written in a way that I agree with, which is consent with both or all parties written as an act of love and you know pleasure for both parties etc etc so that that that's my take on it (laughs) my take i'm like you i do not seek it out at all i have never sought out a book for a sex scene or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. like that i didn't even know the love hypothesis had a sex scene because it wasn't advertised like that. Rose didn't tell me anything about it. But then she did. She's like, oh yeah, there is a sex scene. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. And I was blindsided. <laughs> like, that's probably the most graphic... Yeah, that's probably the most graphic. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's right up there with another book that also blindsided me. Which is The Shadow On by Lori Forrest. Because that series felt very young adult up until that point in the book. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh. This is happening. Oh. And... I don't know. I guess this would be interesting. I guess, like, knowing what you just said, how you would feel about that particular sex scene, the one in the Shadow Wand, because... It's it's it, it's consensual, but it's not particularly for love mm. or like pleasure. Really, it's kind of just because they have to. Oh. So like, I flip through books before I read them, and the only time I was like, "Oh, a sex scene," was Dragons of Nova because the characters were still not together in the first book. But it was leading towards that way, so I'm like, oh, at some point in this book, they will finally get together. That's what that meant to me. I was like, finally, we'll have the couple that they have needed to be, because they're just annoying each other. Because that, that's, that was their love language, essentially. You know, like, the, the love interests that just insult each other back and forth until they get together? Yeah. <laughs> that was them. Mm-hmm. Um... I really do think um, 
Fade to Black, in my opinion, is the best, or like Implied. Uh, I enjoy like roman romance elements and romantic elements within books, like the characters finally getting together, but I don't think sex is needed, especially mm -hmm. because I do read young adult, you know, it is often teenagers. So I think there is like a moral element to like should sex be in young adult uh, fiction and to what degree because yes you're going to have people who you know are adults reading it who are younger than a young adult or are a young adult you know like you're gonna have a wide range of people reading it but it's still advertised to young adults and you know a lot of the characters are teenagers mm-hmm uh, and I know in fantasy, you know, like, our society's view of, like, what's an adult and, like, stuff like that does not always align with the fantasy world and, like, when characters are adults and can make adult decisions like that. Um, but still, I think Fade to Black is good uh, for the young adult books I really I, you know it's not needed I think you can still have really good romance without sex yes. I can understand yes. like why some characters like some books may finally include sex like with the dark artifices like um, Julian and Emma have sex at least once in each book and it's con it's always because they're constantly fighting their attraction for each other Mm -hmm. And going a little insane because of it. Um, so, like, I can understand why that's in there. Or, like, Queen of Nothing, um, where, like, in the first book they kiss, and the second book they go a little farther, and in the third book, you know, like, the final book, like, they're married at that point as well. But they finally have sex. Um, so, like, I can kind of see, like, oh, like certain elements as to like why but I do think I do enjoy the fade to black more I agree and there is a difference between like romance and romantic elements and then sex yeah and I agree like I the small moments the moments where the these two characters who are in a relationship are getting intimate in a way where they're talking about their feelings or their circumstances, that is more impactful to me than a graphic or even fade to black sex scene. Personally. <laughs> True. Because a lot of the books I read don't have that <laughs> because there's like... <laughs> there's the world to save. Right. Especially, yeah, in the young fan young adult like fantasy fiction books, like if there's a world to save, do we need you to be having sex? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> cool. Have that outside of book time then. Yeah. I, I like that. Have that outside of book time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't need to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Like, even... I honestly much prefer smaller moments. Yeah. Like, I will give you an example from 
How the King of Elfheim learned to hate story, uh, learned to hate stories because I love Jude and Cardin as a couple. I love the enemies to lovers trope with them so much. But in that book, there's a moment where they're in like the human world and they're at the their, uh, Jude's sister Vivi's house, and Cardin's like he's on the floor. He's got one hand propped up. Uh, propping his head up while he watches a movie and his other is like across Jude's waist and I think that is the sweetest moment like I love that moment so much I also like the picture um or like the scene where they're just like laying in bed talking they kind of do have like that infant moment of like talking about deep things you know uh there I think I think it's a fairly well-known line, but I really like it. The, like, you must have hated a lot of things, and Jude goes, I hated you. Oh, ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, like, I just like the kind of domestic bliss moments a lot. You know, like the... Yeah. Like the, the pet names, like if a character will call another, like, a little pet name. Like, I'd much rather have, like, any of, like, the small, sweet moments over you having sex. Yes, exactly. Like I said, those are more meaningful to me, and I feel like they progress the relationship so much more. Mm-hmm. Because you can have intimacy in a conversation, or in a gift, or someone does something for you they finally hold hands yes (laughs) or the witty banter like there is love in the witty banter banter. (laughs) the witty banter that's what gets me going (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh oh goodness I do think if I were to look at all of the books that have sex in them. The only healthy ones would be Queen of Nothing, The Last Book of the Dark Artifices, and In the Time of Dragon Moon. Mm-hmm. And, on- and only the last book of the Dark Artifices, because any time before that, Emma and Julian are fighting a war. <laughs> yeah. But the final time when they can finally actually be together, that's nice. She's like, well, wait. Like, they wake up in the morning. She's like, I don't have to hide. Like, I don't have to go back to my room. And he's like, nope. Or, you know, Queen of Nothing is uh, Jude's back from, let's see, she's, she's back. Yeah, she's just back in Elfheim finally and back with Cardin like she's not been kidnapped and confused as Terran and all of that fun stuff. And then in the time of Dragon Moon, that scene happens in the epilogue. Um, like some number of years after they've gone back to the main character's tribe and gotten married. And that's that one's a healthy one. Like what you said, like inv- like when you described, like, you agree with when it's written in, like, the way of, like, it involves consent, it's written as an act of love and pleasure, that's, like, literally in the time of Dragon Moon described. Aww. <laughs> and that's a fade to black. Mm-hmm. 
for all the build up to this lovely episode that Rose wanted to do. And at the end of it, we say, but you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's really what I wanted to address. Like, I just wanted us to talk about how do we feel about sex in books? I, it's a little bit of a controversial topic, I think. Mm-hmm. So. I'm content now. <laughs> I'm going to need to figure out another thing to look forward to, though. I've been looking forward to this for a year and a half. <laughs> oh, dear. That's terrifying. You had to find something new to look forward to? You've had this for so long. I know. <laughs> I, I will figure something out. <laughs> okay. 420. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that would be a ways away. <laughs> it would keep you hopeful, I guess. For a very long time. True. Very, very, very. Yeah. Years. Is there anything else we wanted to discuss? Nah. No. Little little <laughs> romantic gestures is better in my opinion. Yeah. That's why I try and write it. If the Pl characters like if the build up is to like literally the characters kiss at the end, then amazing. Yeah. I think that that's very satisfying. Plus, you can sprinkle in the small things so much better than you can just you can't just throw in sex all the time. Mm -hmm. So their hands brushed against each other. <gasps> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to check out our Instagram. It's got more stuff than just hey, here's an episode. But, but as, as for now, now, we gotta book it. <laughs>